Welcome to the Watch and Learn Show, where we talk about life lessons we learn from movies new and old, and we have a bit of fun along the way. And now, here's the host, Sky and Dusty. Hey, hey, movie maniacs! My name is Sky, and that guy on the other side of the screen is my brother Dusty. And that old guy that you just heard introducing us is our dad, Hideo. He goes by Matzo, actually. But uh, anyway, Dust, I think Eurovision Song Contest was a great movie. I'm so glad you chose it. And I think I found my new karaoke song, Jaja Ding Dong. <laughs> that was such a an amazing. Fun song, like no, no, sing that, you sing that, you sing that, and then hearing the lyrics of the song, it's like, oh my goodness! Now, what would you say that you really enjoyed? If you would think of everything, not like your favorite scene, but like, what did you really enjoy about the movie? And I'll give you an example of what I'm saying or what I really enjoy about it. See, being growing up in America, you obviously know American culture. If you grow up in Scandinavia, you get Scandinavian culture or Asia or whatever, you get different cultures. Um, I do really love traveling and I love seeing the world. When we went through, I took my entire uh, family to Japan for six weeks, drove all around Japan. We went to Europe, 11 different countries in six weeks, uh, went to the East Coast of America for a four week trip. We love traveling and doing a lot of fun stuff. What I really enjoyed was seeing the different culture, the Icelandic culture that's that is totally not like obviously they're human beings, but it's just a different culture. It's and different see how they interact and how they react and how they say Americans don't come to Iceland. Like seriously, don't come here. And it's like that's so funny. But seeing the culture, I just I've always appreciated learning about new cultures and seeing how different people interact with each other. So I really above everything. That was one thing that was like uh, rounded everything out real well for me that I really enjoyed. Nice. I really like that aspect as well. I don't I can't even think of a single movie ever that's been taken place in ice Iceland. Maybe there have been some. I just can't remember them. Maybe something that happened in Reykjavik or something. But yes, that's a great aspect of the movie. I also like the fact that Lars or Will Ferrell's character, along with Sigrid, uh, they both have this this narrow focus on let's do Eurovision, let's make this, let's win this, let's be on the show. And they just pursue that the entire movie. And they actually, they, they're actually really dedicated to each other as well. They're a great friendship. Of course, they end up in the end married and kids and everything like that. But I love seeing them two together as well. Friends through it all, uh, making their dream come true. Now, I got a question for you. Do you think that was, was it Sigrid? Is that how you pronounce her name? Mm -hmm. Do you think that was her vision or... She liked Lars's. She liked Lars. Obviously, she wants Lars. That's that's who. And so she's going after it with him. And obviously, he's one track mind. He is like that's all he cares about. It's the only thing he ever wants. And but do you think that Sigrid is also? She wants it, but she could do just fine without it. At least through the majority of the movie. Yeah, I agree with you. Maybe Eurovision itself isn't her dream, but making music, obviously, is she loves it. And she loves Lars as well. So by pursuing Eurovision with Lars, she gets to do those two other things that she really loves, Lars and just music in general. You know, now, did you know that a lot of the singing in this movie, uh, well, Will Ferrell, that's all of his own singing. 
throughout the, throughout the entire movie. But Rachel McAdams, in the soundtracks and everything, they combined her own singing with another professional singer. I don't know the woman's name, but I thought in the movie, Rachel McAdams' voice was beautiful. Hers and the person who's doing most of the singing as well. I absolutely love that, the realness of it. Like, they didn't try to fake it. They didn't have her have a terrible voice, but people still loved it. Like, that song at the end when she sang for herself, oh, it was it was amazing. I agree. I, I And you can absolutely tell, at least I could tell, at least it sounded like to me, Will Ferrell's voice when he was singing. Like, you, like they, that definitely sounds like Will Ferrell. And he doesn't have a bad voice, but he doesn't have a good voice at the same time. But um, you said it was Rachel. Is that her name? Rachel McAdams. Yeah. So if it was her singing, it's interesting how they kind of paired it up, but really, really great. And she was the one that obviously held the, both of them together, the fire saga together to actually sound good he didn't detract from her too much but she was absolutely a star but yeah that's great that's great that it was actually it's it's always fun to see actors and actresses actually have a talent that would be like um singing really well oh there was what i just saw so we mentioned in the last episode talking about karate kid and just got me thinking of um uh who was the name uh was the main guy ralph macchio right for the karate kid well, there was a movie that he made probably within like a one or two years after the Karate Kid where he played the electric guitar. He was like uh, a guitar player and like a, just a kid that's just playing the guitar. And you see him playing the electric guitar. The way that he's playing it, it's not somebody standing in. It's oh. not like they're just taking a picture of just his hands, of somebody else's hands with his face. And like you cut his face and they cut somebody's hands and cut his face and cut somebody's hands. No, it literally shows him playing phenomenally like even if he's half as good as he looks he is really really good so seeing actors that have some uh, a special talent or a talent outside of acting is really really fun and seeing rachel mcadams have a voice like this it's really really enjoyable did you know that ralph macho can just shred the guitar I had no idea, but, and I don't, I can't think of the movie that you're talking about right now, but looking back to a movie we did a couple episodes ago, Back to the Future, that really did look like Michael J. Fox was really playing. And it's pretty cool, like you said, when you see them pulling off something, it looks like they're really doing it. Or at the beginning of Rambo Last Blood, you see Rambo or Sylvester Stallone riding a horse going in circles. Like he absolutely knows what he's doing. And it's funny, Adam Carolla on a recent podcast brought this up. Um, he watched a movie where, uh, the main actor was riding a Harley and, you know, riding a bike. And you could tell the guy doesn't know how to ride because uh, from a camera from behind, looking at him, he's driving off away from the camera. You could see his legs are still stuck out. Like he was standing there. He gunned it. The bike started going. His legs are still out. He says anybody <laughs> who doesn't know how to ride, that's what they do. Their legs are still out because they're <laughs> unsure. And if they fall, they have to pick themselves up, you know. So I, I agree with you. I love it when it's obvious the actor knows what they're doing. And thinking, we're going to take a huge deviation because I want to quickly tie in that Tom Cruise seems like he always is, he, he as older he gets, the more movies he does, he always wants to be the actor and doing everything from riding the bikes to flying the jets and all that sort of stuff. But you do see, and I'll get back to um, uh, the MCU. So with um, Captain Marvel, you see when she's fighting, she's fighting like she has no clue how to fight. And yet she's being trained. So I, it, it's all that to say, Will Ferrell singing and acting terrific. Uh, Rachel McDaniels was was singing and acting. I thought it was I thought it was really I wouldn't say surprising that they sounded that good, but I was happy. I was like, man, these guys sound really really good. I thought it was going to be a complete joke. Like they had horrible voices and they tried to win and somehow they won, but they know they actually sounded pretty good. 
for sure. And the songs were awesome, fun to listen to, catchy. I really like Dan Stevens' song, the Russian Tiger or Lion song. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> and that guy, he's such a good actor. He played that role so well as a, as a, as a slick kind of dirty Russian guy who maybe he's gay, maybe he's straight. Uh, we don't exactly know, <laughs> but he's obviously in love with Sigrid or likes her a lot. You know, I thought, I thought he was a great part of the movie. Like those, the three of them, Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams and Dan Stevens, they killed it in this one. I love, and th- this is something Will Ferrell's good at. He does it in a lot of his movies, but he over, <clears throat> or the, the the content or like what he's actually they're actually saying in the movie um is over explaining something like uh, for some reason it's just so funny and they actually have it in the trailer so you see lars grabbing something and sh- will ferrell shoving it down his pants and she's like what are you doing and he's like i want to shove this in here to make my penis look larger than it actually is and it's like we know what that is, but you say it, which you, you literally explain it out. And it's so funny because yep. it's it's like he's serious. And she's, oh, that's a good idea. Maybe I should do the camel. That's a classic camel. And I was like, that was so, just <laughs> overly talking about it, overly explaining it. It's just so funny. You're right. Will Ferrell, he does that in a ton of these Anchorman, Talladega Nights. They do that kind of stuff all the time. That's why they're such good movies. And that was a really funny scene. I like it. Um, I laughed out loud constantly throughout this movie. So many funny stuff. And I really liked it when after the boat blew up and all the other people died, and then the board members were standing there talking, and they said, oh, they're terrible. We can't let them in, but we should. We have to let them in, blah, blah, blah. And they were saying so many bad things, and the camera shoots <laughs> over to them. So we're in? <laughs> so so we're in? <laughs> yeah oh absolutely Funny. loved it man i laughed out loud i can't i don't even know how many times i agree i it was very enjoyable and decent story too you know i was not knowing exactly what i never watched the trailers everybody watching this a tip will give every single person never watch trailers especially if it's a movie you know you see and the reason why you just you don't have anything that's like a surprise like they give you all the good stuff right in the trailer and so with not watching trailers i thought that you know as i was going into it i had no expectations i thought they were gonna be bad like or the only tiny expectations it's gonna be a funny movie they're probably bad blah 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 so going into not watching any trailers we now see the nuances afresh and it makes you laugh so much better and i remember the one that really hit me was I wanted to watch the end game trailer so bad. And like every movie before that, um, I, I was uh, even like, actually it was probably about five years ago. You told, or maybe three or five years ago, definitely before we started doing the show, you start, told me don't never watch the trailers. Then I stopped. But one that I really wanted to break that was end game, but I'm so glad I didn't. Cause there was so much in there that you just, it's so much better. And now watching um, Eurovision, uh, the song contest, we had no clue because it's a Netflix movie. We don't know if it's going to be good, bad, or whatever. Not saying that Netflix puts out anything good or bad. I'm just saying we have no clue. It's not like coming to the movie theater. I thought it was actually going to be a joke, but really entertaining. Now, what was your favorite scene out of the entire movie? My favorite scene is it's it's a down and an up at the same time, which was really cool, right? They Their song ended. She got sucked up into the treadmill. But they pulled it out. Like, he said, come on, we got to get up and finish the song. Like, he has heart. She has heart. They got up and finished the song. And I love the fact that the audience was all quiet. But all the countries that voted for them respected that they had, they had, like, leading up to that ending, the song was great. They were great performers. It was a fun uh, song performance to watch, right? But I just love the fact that she 
she was sitting there. He was leaving. So it seemed like it was the end of the second act. Things were going down. Like, how are they going to survive this? How are they going to get through it? He's leaving. But then she gradually, Iceland gets votes from all these other countries and makes it in. That's my favorite scene. Seeing how everybody else around the world uh, respected their performance. Yeah, that was really entertaining. And seeing that Lara's always having some quirk or something inside the the performance that just could go wrong. Um, that's just silly. But yeah, oh, isn't this scarf a little long? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. This is just do it. And then having a hamster wheel. What? <laughs> Why? That I'm just running. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so my favorite scene, it's a toss-up, but I'm gonna I'll tell you my second favorite. There are a lot of good scenes. So I'm gonna give you my second favorite. My second favorite is when the elf throws the knife and hits the dude in the back and then shuts the door. He's all, thank you, elves. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that was so good. Yep. <laughs> it was so funny. That was also yeah. my second favorite scene. Absolutely. <laughs> I laughed so loud. The camera, and then the door slams. That's what made me laugh. I love the little <laughs> right there. So good. <laughs> that was so good. But I really enjoy, and if you watch the trailer, it'll be in there. I love that music song or the, the music video that they created when they're in their basement. You know, they're playing. You don't know it is where they're at, but you just show him. Oh, oh, oh. oh they're up on the mountain and in costume. Oh, in yeah. costume and mm-hmm. they're running around and doing the uh, uh, snow angels. I thought that was really fun, creative music video that they created for the movie. And, you know, it just pans out or like it switches. They're actually in their basement, you know, playing. This is just in their minds. I was like, oh, that was cool. I really enjoyed that. 100%. I love that scene as well. Uh, let me see here. Oh, what is a, uh, oh, well, so you just mentioned the, the little elves, right? That's actually my prop. I would love to have that row of six little elf houses right here on my shelf next to me or something. That, that's my prop from the movie. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, let me see. I, I pulled up my notes. So my prop would be Lars's outfit for not, not the, you know, making the bulge of the penis, <laughs> not that one, but the, outfit that he wore like the viking outfit in the music video with the thor wings on the helmet you know the big huge breastplate and all that sort of stuff i was like dude that's pretty legit i i i would wear that not just on halloween like almost every day <laughs> every day yeah wear it around the house wear it to church on sunday i choose your sunday best put the makeup on and everything yes <laughs> <laughs> awesome man that's right um oh and then just getting back to the elf scene there's one more thing about the elves right um victor he's that governor guy from the central bank that wanted them to fail because the country can't financially handle hosting eurovision there right well he picks up lars in his car and then he takes him to where the elves are and then he tries to kill lars why would you do the murder? Just drive away from Reykjavik. Don't let Lars get out so he can't get back to Eurovision. That's my Monday morning quarterback. Um, that is a great Monday morning quarterback because I thought the same thing. Like, why are you killing him? Like, it, as long as he just misses it on time. Like, you did, like even if you drive, you know, I'm going to take you someplace great. Or we're, we're going there. And then you just literally keep driving and he tries to get out long story short, you just get him far away. He has to hightail it back to get the airplane. And then you just try to stop him. Get like, just, as long as he doesn't make it back, you're totally fine. Yeah. Um, but then murder, I'm just like, then eh, that's a little out there, you know, I, but we know that he blew up the entire boat of people, which was just like, that's just weird. Yeah. Like that guy's, I did think it was rather funny. The, the, Best Icelandic singer, I can't remember her name, but she died, where she was like the ghost coming back. <laughs> Tatiana or Katrina or <laughs> something. 
Yeah, he's all, hey, this, I can't remember what his name is. He's trying to kill you. He's all, uh, he already did. And uh, where where have you been? Like, you're, some ghost you are. I'm like, okay, bye. Yep. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, uh, I don't think I've ever seen that in any other movie. You know, like, the ghost has a purpose. And the purpose is actually done well and knows everything going on and actually fixes fixes or helps you finish everything out right but this one is like oh okay okay bye yeah, <laughs> that's right she was out of the loop and when she figures that out she just says arrivederci love that love that um, so wanna, oh go ahead I, oh, I was saying my monday morning quarterback is literally stop doing stupid things like the floating like uh, every single time they perform they do something that's detrimental or he plans something that's detrimental or he creates a prop like i made the dress for you and i'm like what is this what am i wearing or the hamster wheel like don't overthink things that's just way too it's just not necessary like you could do so much better without it and i guess the saying goes more is less or less is more you know you if you do less you're probably going to be fine and obviously it's been detrimental and that's the reason why they're laughing stock is because they do things like that that is really doesn't help. In fact, it's much more dangerous or problematic if you do it as opposed to not. Totally. I agree with you there. I love that that's your Monday morning quarterback because that goes into my very first lesson. The first lesson is rehearse, 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 right? Before a big musical performance, before a boardroom meeting, before you going up on stage in a play, whatever it is, rehearse. And they screwed up because Lars knew the plan. He was working with the choreographer, but Sigrid was out of the loop on everything. She came into the rehearsal and she didn't know what was going on. What are these guys dancing near me? And then when it came to the actual performance, there's a giant hamster wheel. I got a 10 foot long scarf. What What's going on? Like when you aren't rehearsed enough and you're not fully prepared for the event, you have much less or you are much less likely to succeed. That's a great point. I agree. Being prepared, especially, I just thought it was rather weird why Lars was saying, oh, it's a surprise, like everything. Like, you haven't rehearsed the thing. I'm like, it's just weird. I I didn't get that. That was one that was like, that just seemed weird. You know, this is the biggest day that Eurovision, you're actually in here and you're going to be pulled surprise. Okay. So that was a little off. Um, So my first lesson, it's okay to be a dreamer. And obviously, Lars is a huge dreamer. And I even think it's okay to dream big. You know, think big, dream big. It's okay to do that. At the same time, you need to be able to take care of your responsibilities. Like, Lars, like he's living in the basement of his dad's house. And his dad's going to sell the house and live on the boat. And so he's like, oh, how am I going to keep performing, trying to be on Eurovision? Like, no, we still – so this is a caveat. You could dream big, but you have to take care of your responsibilities. Like, I may dream to – I don't know, go off and travel the entire world for a year. Well, I have my responsibilities, my family. I can't just up and leave. That's just bad. So long story short, definitely it's okay to dream and dream big, but definitely take care of your responsibilities as well. I love that lesson. Really good for everybody, whatever your dream is in life. And my second lesson goes kind of along, uh, aligns along the same lines. Mine is don't quit on the thing that you love, right? Lars loved Eurovision. Of course, he loved Sigrid too, so he took her along for the ride. We had discussed it earlier. Sigrid loves Lars and then singing, so she went along for the ride as well. And they never quit. L- Lars quit after that terrible performance, and he was tired of getting laughed at, but he came back and did what he should do, and they gained a ton of respect, not only from their own country, but for the citizens in their uh, hometown and uh, the rest of the world as well. So never quit on that thing you love. I think it's a great point. And it kind of go, it definitely goes into my second lesson is it's not over till the fat lady sings. And 
He leaves before he even hears the results. You have no clue. And I loved how Sigrid said, no, I am here. I'm going. And Lars, no, you're coming with me. You do what I tell you. Like, she's like, no, I've, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to. We didn't do well at all. In fact, we were horrible. And I, if we didn't get zero votes, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to take it because that's what we're here for. I'm not going to give up beforehand because you never know. You might get a vote. You might get 10 votes or however many they got and actually win. But it's never over until it's actually over. I love that lesson 100%. You're right about that. And she stood up for what she believed in and she stayed there. Now, do you think realistically, if that actually did happen, would other countries vote for them even though their performance flubbed like they did? I don't know. That's a good thought. You know, um, in general, I mean, we see America's Got Talent. You see other, you know, voting shows here. Um, people give people good brownie points or almost like awards or um, kudos for trying really, really hard. Now, if they sang horribly in the beginning and then this happened, they'd be like, no. But they saw that it was going really, really well. And then this huge mix up where she could have been choked and killed. Um, huge problem with the hamster wheel. So I could potentially see that they're like, Man, all that. And they and I think it was that they got up and they finished singing like, you know what? Even though this happened, we're going to push through it. I probably would have voted for them, too, because, hey, they were doing great beforehand. Huge mess up. But they they had guts. They had grit. They stood up and they finished it out. I would have voted for them. 100 percent. I would have given them the vote, too, just to give them another chance at the finals to see what their full act is like, because who knows? Maybe they up until then, it was beautiful and awesome. Maybe they would have pulled out something even greater double hamster wheel at the finale or something. You know, I don't know what they could have done. But yes, I would have voted for them as well. So to me, it is quite believable that other countries would give them uh, give them their vote. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Cool, cool. Uh, Let me see here. Uh... Is there anything else? Oh, um, I mentioned him earlier, but Dan Stevens, he almost stole the show. I mean, it's, it's hard to steal the show from Will Ferrell because he is so charismatic. You love seeing him on the screen. You love all the humor from him. But Dan Stevens was a great, not that he was like a full-on bad guy antagonist, but he was good in his role opposite of Lars. And I really, wa- I loved watching him on screen as well. It was. It was. Did a great job. I thought the casting in this was really, really fun. Um, enjoyable. I think they did a really, really good job. I, uh, the, the Everything from all the Icelandic people were really fun to watch. His dad, oh, shoot, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Is that his name? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, fun to see him in there. And like, oh, yeah, she's his sister. Ah, uh, probably. Yeah, probably He's not. got a really <laughs> good, like, stern stern face like you could feel the disappointment he had in Lars coming through and just the the look of consternation always on his face I I'd say my favorite movie of his is Thomas Crown Affair I think that he that was a really fun enjoyable movie for sure it was and that would be a good one uh last week we talked about what was that oh the saint kind of like a heist movie Thomas Crown Affair is another heist movie and that would be a fun one for us to cover sometime in the future you know yeah, because, I mean, it was back in, like, what, 2000-ish that it came out, right around there, maybe 98, 99, 2000. And it's fun to see how it stacks up, but I remember really enjoying it. It's really, it makes you think, oh, what happened, what happened, what happened? And it was really, really uh, rather entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing, like I said earlier, it just reminded me. I said that this movie was laugh out loud. I don't know how many times I laughed out loud. But thinking about laugh out loud, there's a show on Netflix called Last One Laughing. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. Okay. 
It's it's a show that takes place in Australia with a lot of Australian comedians all vying to win $100,000 in a contest. Now, it's hosted by Rebel Wilson, who she's very funny herself. But these 10 or 12 comedians are so incredibly hysterical on the show. I highly recommend that you watch it, Dust, at least the first episode. Now, do not watch it with Melissa. This show <laughs> will offend her delicate sensibilities. So it's on net. Oh, it might be on Amazon Prime. But yeah, oh, it's on Amazon Prime. I apologize. Watch it there. Last one laughing. Uh, and you, you, at least the first episode. And if you can get through the first episode, you'll love the, the, the final <laughs> five episodes. Okay, so there's a total of six episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Last one standing. Yeah, but or don't, no, don't tell oh. Melissa about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. So, What was your grade oh. for this one? Oh, it's an A. It's got to be an A. If you're a Will Ferrell, if you're a comedy fan, um, if you like, like, so this movie with Will Ferrell is great. And in most of his movies, he has really good co-stars. But Rachel McAdams is incredible in this movie. She's so sweet and so kind. And you love seeing her on the screen. Her interactions with everyone around her, like she's just a nice, genuine person. And Rachel McAdams plays that character so well. So for those two, and of course, like I said, Dan Stevens, great Russian singer guy, I give it an A. Do you remember another movie where Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams on, were on together? No, I can't remember it. It was Wedding Crashers. So Will Ferrell was not the main character, but Rachel McAdams was part of the main character. You know, the the woman that's like getting uh, going to marry. What's his name? But yeah, so that they're actually playing together in that movie. At least I remember that. But I could have swore I saw that the writer of Wedding Crashers wrote this one as well. I didn't realize that, but that's awesome. Yeah. Wedding Crashers is one of the best comedies of all time. I would love that's to hilarious. discuss it with you on this podcast. That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. But I know Will Ferrell also was co-writer on this movie. So, yeah, Will Ferrell is very funny. It was, it was a very enjoyable. So I give it – I don't give it an A because there would have been a lot of other things that would have – I would like to have seen. I don't know what they were, but – I give it an A minus. It's definitely above a B. I give it an A minus. Um, a solid A is almost there, but I give it an A minus. Cool beans. Cool. So uh, before we end this puppy, anything that we've failed to mention? No, that's it, man. Cool. I think I'm good as well. So this movie was your choice. Next week, I want to learn from a movie that um, I really, really enjoyed. So I don't mind watching it again with you and then discussing it with you. It's called The Hunt. Does that sound good? I, I've never... Well, I could have swore I saw something. Did it come out like right when the coronavirus started? It did. It was it was totally boned by terrible timing, right? Came out in theaters <laughs> like it was in maybe it was even supposed to come out the very next week after the corona lockdown happened. So they got screwed, but I think it would have been a really big hit because it's a really good I don't I don't know what I don't want to say anything right now. We'll talk about it on the next week, but The Hunt is a great movie and I think you're going to love it. Because I don't watch any trailers, I never thought to watch. I was like, "Ah, oh, it's just a, you know, a hunting movie or not hunting, sorry, not that I mean, but like killer or or hunting action people. or whatever hunting people type things and i was like i saw ice tea in that movie so surviving that was, that the was, game yeah surviving the game and how so, can anybody do better than ice tea right i mean that's got to be tea top level phenomenal. <laughs> oh dude yeah you, you have to be at least ice cube in order to take on ice tea so that's, <laughs> that's really, right. really really hard that's right and <laughs> if i remember i did surviving the game did that have gary Busey in it I believe so. Yes, I believe so. How can you beat 
Gary Busey in almost any movie. Like, he is great. I always love seeing him. So maybe I'll write that down, surviving the game. Maybe we got to talk about it after the hunt. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, everybody, thank you so much for watching this episode if you're watching on YouTube or listening to it if you've downloaded the podcast. You know what we think about Eurovision Song Contest. We want to hear your thoughts as well. So go to the show notes page, watchandlearnpodcast.com slash Eurovision. One word, Eurovision right there. And leave us a comment. Alrighty, once again, my name was Sky. And I'm Dusty. And we will return next week with The Hunt. <laughs>